Hello, you're listening to the Joys of Teaching Literature. We're talking about uh, all things high school English, <clears throat> how to get your kids interested in learning and um, make them sort of interested in uh, longer novels, short stories, essays, all whatever things we call literature. Uh, if you want to know more about me, I uh, have online professional development for high school English teachers, and um, you can learn more about it at uh, theteachersworkshop.com. So basically today, um, well, right now, I'm in the, well, it's the, sorry, the title of this episode, let's just start there, <laughs> sorry, it's late, um, is called Creating Relevance in a Modern Classroom. And we're I'm currently on a short story unit um, and doing a lot of really interesting texts. We start, I start with Bad Girls from Joyce Carol Oates, and uh, it's this sort of story about um person who's accused of sexual assault and kind of have to f- figure out whether you think the person who's accused of, of the assault is guilty or not. Um, so we start off with some pretty <laughs> provocative, controversial, um, you know, modern kind of stories. I think it's important to find those and not just do some of the older sort of texts that we grew up on, um, just to make it, you know, like the title of this relevant, um, you know, these are the sort of conversations that they're probably having as they watch the news or, you know, hopefully not in their actual social lives, but I'm sure they've sort of heard different stories. And um, even just as far as that sort of legal perspective of who's guilty and who's not, you know, something comes up in the news all the time and just trying to figure out what's a fact, what's not, what's, you know, something that somebody said and how can we actually prove something is kind of an interesting conversation. Uh, for some of our kids who are f- future lawyers or whatever they're going to be. Um, but so in this case, though, there's two, the next two stories that I that I do is um, one's called Videotape by Don DeLillo and The Enormous Radio <clears throat> by John Cheever. And um, I think, that, you know, basically the thing I'm, I always kind of give lists of like, let's five ways of doing this or, you know, six tips for this. But for this one, it's it's really easy, and this is this is kind of my thing. If you've been listening to my podcast long enough, you know that my thing is to to make life easier for teachers and to make things meaningful for students, um, so that they feel invested in it and feel like it's important to them and it's a part of the world they live in and not sort of disconnected from it, like a really distant connection because it's a book that was, you know, covered so long ago and it's really hard to see why it's still important today. Um, and so it, in this case, really all I, all I did was just ask my students, you know, you know, how does this relate to the world that you live in? That's, that's all I did. You just have to ask them because I think we kill ourselves sometimes. I know I, I do it all the time, especially for projects. Um, you know, I have something called, you know, I have an online course called Meaningful Project-Based Learning. Um, and for that one, it's, it's a lot of digging because I have to find articles, um, nonfiction usually, uh, that I think they'll enjoy reading or if it's a video or podcast, whatever it is. Um, but you can spend, I mean, hours. I mean, I can spend all day. And this is actually, we always talk about in the office how we wish professional development was just spend some, here's some time for you to have to just find interesting texts. Um, again, videos, podcasts, whatever it is uh, f- for your students. Um or if if it's a say if it's a list of different 
like in the, my course, I give you all the different uh, articles and different texts that I use in my in, for a project um, just to have time to actually listen to those podcasts, right? A podcast is usually an hour long, right? So you just need the time to do it. Um, we have so much to do already, grading lesson plans, responding to emails, going to meetings. <laughs> um, and so just getting the time to actually find something that's high quality is, is a challenge. Uh, and I feel like some of the, sometimes I will throw out movies like, hey, do you guys know this movie? Or, um, you know, I sometimes will use music as a compa- comparison for different things in literature because uh, that's something that, you know, we share in common. I feel like a lot of the time, just because of you know Amazon, Echoes and Spotify, they can get whatever music they want. So it's a lot easier. I, th- I feel like it used to be harder to th- sort of throw out different artists. You have to like buy the CD and or you know listen to it randomly on the radio. Now you can just really explore music on your own. So there's that connection. But um, now I feel like there's just so many movies. You know, there's so many series. So if I throw out a series that I listen that I watch, like Orange is the New Black or something, and half the stuff I'm listening or watching is not even really appropriate for high school, right? Um, so it's just easier to ask them, like, what have you seen? You've already they've already seen it, so it's not even like a matter of oh, this is appropriate or not. They're just I'm just asking them what they've encountered in their you know media consumption, if you will, uh, that relates to what we're what we're learning. So in in this case. And basically what I did was I posted it online and made it just, and I'm sure every LMS is different, but in mine, it's a, it's a discussion where everybody can see what you post. And so if people are interested, they can kind of go on there and, and browse around for different sort of suggestions or connections that people make uh, to different media that they are linking to the stories. And so in this case, the, the two stories um, and videotape, there's a, it's such a crazy story. The, um, it's not even crazy. It's just, well, it is crazy, but the content of it, you have this 12 year old girl who video randomly videotapes this serial killer while she's driving it. She's just videotaping in her car and she randomly, um, sees this person, you know, serial killer kill another person, you know, from one car to the next, not in her cars from two other cars. So there's like three cars involved in this random thing. And so it just opens up this world of questions about like, do we live in this society now where (laughs) shootings happen so often that we might actually just encounter them if we start recording randomly somewhere? Um, And then the most interesting thing about it is just Don DeLillo's storytelling styles. The narrative voice has this really, he's really thinking deeply and really thinking hard about what he's seen and so so the so the context is that this 12 year old girl who videotaped this serial killer killing another person on the highway ends up on the local news so the narrator is is um watching the local news and the local news is playing that videotape that the 12 year old girl recorded uh it was i think it was published in 1994 so it's an interesting kind of time too, right? Because it's before their time, but it's but it's the beginnings of this sort of world we live in where anyone can record anyone and it can go... The word viral probably didn't exist in the 90s, but this is sort of the equivalent of something going viral, right? Is that it appears in either the local or national news. And so this guy's watching this and he's sort of, as a joke, welcoming his wife into it. Like, 
you know, you got to watch this, you know, you got to watch this, you know how people are. And, and so, you know, and we think about social media, we're constantly sending each other little videos of things as jokes, right. To our friends or to our spouses, um, just as like a little break from the day, like, Oh, there's this funny thing I saw on the internet. Right. So anyway, so that's the videotape, um, enormous radio. (laughs) This is the fifties. Um, and this radio is broadcasting these private conversations in these various rooms. They get a, this couple, this married couple, Irene and Jim, they get a new radio. And when she starts playing it, when she's at home, I think there's something about gender and domesticity in this too. But when she starts playing the radio, it actually plays conversations of various apartments in her apartment building. So it's like people she knows in real life. And so it's this sort of magical realism not really science fiction it's more magical realism where this radio just has this uncanny ability to do this and so she gets addicted to it she listens to it all the time and she gets really upset by it because a lot of the people are um, arguing and you know at one point um, this husband is uh, hitting his wife and so Irene is like you know really upset by this and at one point she goes to her husband it's like you have you know we have to do something about that what do we do and, you know, his, he's kind of like, you know, just let it be. And uh, so it's interesting, right? It's, it's this story in the 50s about learning something that you shouldn't really know, that you encountered, that you saw. And it's, it kind of opens up this question about a lot of different things. I mean, both stories open a lot of different questions, right? One being, you know, apathy desensitization to violence you know are we like why is she why is she addicted to these arguments and these conflicts and these sort of nasty confessions I, I, don't, I sort of don't give too, too much of the story away here there's like these little confessions that people make about doing horrible things that kind of thing you know like a talk show but <laughs> she's actually hearing the the argument you know between the couple and she, you know, it's interesting because she's basically finding out that everybody's miserable kind of thing. And uh, what ends up happening in the story is that she ends up, you know, he ends up co- confronting her as a way of getting her out of it. Like, look, you're not perfect. And then they start arguing about all the stuff that they're not perfect about and um, all the different things that they've done. Um, so, yeah, it's super, super relatable for kids because they, they get hooked in. We all get hooked in to these little snippets of different things because uh, that's what's interesting about it too it's not this these extended conversations it's like these little snippets of things that we get in the story and that's exactly what the internet it that's what the internet is all about this little sound bite this little snippet of something and then we you know think that the most horrible thing possible out of that one snippet that we encountered um I th- yeah i think one thing I think about with the news a lot is is that it's all strangers, it's people we don't know. And in this case, in enormous radio, it is somebody that we know. But in the case of or the, that Jim and Irene know, but in the case of videotape, they're they're strangers. And so there's a couple layers there. The 12 year old girl witnesses it, but through the lens of a videotape. And so there's that layer. Like, what's the difference between videotaping it, where you have a, you know, can- camera or phone in your hand, um, and actually experiencing it, where you know the person and you saw it, right? In this case, she doesn't know the people, but she did see it. 
Um, and then there's the extra layer of, well, it appeared in the news. And so the person who's watching it on the news is, has the, all these layers of removal, right, where they're not, it's not somebody that they know personally. Um, and so the news is interesting in that way. We can't, we can't get upset by everything that's in the news because we'd be just horribly depressed every day. But that is what the news gives us every day. It gives us the most horrible stuff, and the internet too. Some of it's funny and some of it's light, right? It's not all terrible. Uh, depends what you're clicking on, I guess, right? Because the algorithm is giving you what you want. Um, but for the most part, if it bleeds, it leads, right? It's the popular stuff, the, the things that people like is the, is the terrible stuff because, I don't know, we're fascinated by it for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, sort of giving you a snippet of all the conversations that we're having um, in my class, the questions that I'm sort of asking about these topics before I get to the actual assignment, right? Because then, then once the assignment comes, it's like, oh, yeah, so now we've had this conversation about all these different things. Um, you know, get, trying to get students to think about what to do about the suffering of others and how not to get trapped in the spectacle that violence in the news has become. It's become this thing that is for entertainment's sake. And it's supposed to be this thing that you just dismiss and move on from. And that's what he wants to do. And I'll, I'll try again, try, try not to give too much of the story away if you want to read it. Um, but the end is a pretty powerful sort of last couple of, of lines that where he really thinks about the impact that this has had on him. And it's still kind of a mystery why he likes to watch it. Um, and I think that's something that's a good, sort of a good question for all of our students. Why do we like to watch this stuff that's really sick <laughs> yeah, these train wrecks you know and these talk shows or soap operas right these Netflix series like there's something about a total mess um, or total disaster that is interesting you know true crime a lot of kids were talking about true crime and posting different things about that like why do we why are we so fascinated with that um, and it's an important question to ask because you know in, in the conversation we had in class it was like all right so we'll either Either we're going to, the, the thing that, that this does, I don't think there's a lot of evidence for this as far as research is concerned, is we watch violence and then it makes us violent. Um, or it's that we watch violence and it makes us really think about the victim. Like there's two kinds of coverage. There's a coverage that really looks at the story of the victim and there's a coverage that is fascinated by the person who did it. And in this story... The name of the serial killer is the Texas Highway Killer. You're like, oh man, Texas Highway Killer. That guy's cool, <laughs> right? So there's that way of presenting it, and that's that's not good, right? Because that that kind of glorifies the act and glorifies the person. We're not really disgusted by him. We're we're like any movie about a gangster, you know, or some kind of criminal or or killer, where we 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 put them on a pedestal. <laughs> is that what we're gonna do? So it's, it's important because, you know, when we consume this stuff, it's going to lead to the spread of, of more, you know, coverage of violence that makes it into this cool, you know, sexy thing. And, it, and, and well, obviously we want our kids to be critical thinkers when they read novels, but also when they consume like an image uh, and the, the presentation of, a, of something that's really horrifying. Um, so I think the narrator of the videotape um, 
is grappling with that. Like he's kind of trying to laugh it off, but he's also terrified by it. Um, so, so, what, so what I'm doing with this kind of assignment is instead of just say reading a story and then hoping that they get the message uh, or, or, you know, are, are able to sort of live their lives in a way that, you know, makes them think deeply about the things they encounter. I'm actually saying, tell me about the things you encounter. I want to know what they are. Like, I know that you've been online. I know that you've watched movies that have violence in them, right? So let's actually think about this. Let's not just read the story about it. Let's actually think about it. And you tell me what you've encountered. And let's face it, you know, I know <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, you know, I usually spend my weekend nights. Now you know what kind of a dork I am. <laughs> I mean, why I was going to say watching movies and series, uh, you know, so that's, you know, but these kids are watching maybe a lot more. They're watching stuff that's cooler. It's, it's just better for them. Like, again, the stuff that I watch, I don't even know if it's appropriate for kids, right? So they're just telling me the stuff that they watch. So that's always, and it's always good, you know, because somebody recommends something that's really good and you see the trailer, or whatever they post a link to, a little scene from it or something like that, um, then you can go, then I usually, you know, if it's something that I think is really worth watching, then I'll go watch it myself and we can have that conversation in class. One of the really cool things um, is when my students were like, oh, did you see this movie? And then I'll check it out and then we can talk about it. Just like we would talk about novels. Um, you know, students are very familiar with how social media broadcasts all kinds of conflicts and problematic behavior. They often view websites and shows that cover violence. They're no strangers to movies and series about the impacts of technology. So that's another interesting thing. It's not just violence. It's also the impact of technology. So basically, yeah, I just ask them to post a link. I basically say, yeah, do a trailer so that, you know, I think we took up basically a whole period just going through their posts. But we, the way I did that in such a short amount of time was because it was mostly trailers or quick article. You can kind of read the beginning. And I just asked them, like, hey, why did you – what is this – first of all, what is this movie about? And why did it – why did the stories remind you of this particular movie? And the to- I can just, I just throw topics at them. Okay, think about privacy because in the enormous radio, it's about, you know, she's listening in on these people's conversations. And so technology, as far as 21st century technology – is about that too. You post something and it's a private thought and it's, you know, like snap of a finger, it's worldwide, <laughs> right? Um, so it gets them to think about that too, how dangerous that is. Like you have this private thought and then all of a sudden it's just all over. All your friends can read it all at once. Like there's, you know, hundreds of them look, you know, reading this thing. Whenever, When do you ever get an audience of hundreds of people? Never. But with the internet, you can just post this random thing that you think um, and there it is for everybody to see. So it gets them to think about, like, hey, maybe you want to think before you post. If you're not going to say it in front of 500 people, you probably shouldn't post it on the internet because it's going to reach millions possibly. Um, another topic I, I throw at them is surveillance. Uh, so I'll, I'll read you the list of different tra- uh, movies and different things they posted, but that was one that a couple of students went to. Uh, and then violence, of course, I've been talking a lot about, but then gossip as well. So I'm just going to read you the list because it's 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 awesome, um, and it's obviously not from all of my students. I just picked ones that I thought were, um, you know, interesting or ones that you might be familiar with. But they basically um, posted on the Truman Show, Black Mirror, Nerve, 
Gossip Girl, Parasite, The Social Dilemma, JFK, The Hunger Games, The Forensic Files, Impractical Jokers, Mr. Robot, Lo and Behold, Reveries of, a connect, of the Connected World, The Woman in the Window, Wall-E, Past Lives, One of Us is Lying, Missing, Bruce Almighty, <laughs> Nightcrawler, 1984, Cam, Snowden, The Circle, No Exit, The Matrix, and Love, Death, and Robots. <laughs> so think about that. I mean, this is like a short list. I have, you know, over 100 students. So I just picked a few ones. But you imagine, if you're familiar with any of those movies, imagine how cool the conversations would be, you know, discussing that movie, linking it to the short story, uh, and, and just having a conversation about whatever that particular movie is about, right? And, you know, again, this is a really wonderful thing about the joys of teaching literature, <laughs> is that you get to learn all these new movies uh, that I haven't seen before. And honestly, I, I, even in this list I just gave you, there's a lot that I'm, I'm probably going to watch because I haven't seen them before. Um, and so you, you're learning along with them. Um, so yeah, so so basically those those the that those tra- I didn't play all of them again, just whatever we had time for. Uh, but we had really great conversations about technology. Um, you know, some students posted about Gaza and you and Ukraine, um, Palestine, uh, and a couple of students also were just posting articles. So in addition to all those trailers and different things, they're posting like sort of academic or scholarly articles about, say, like the addictive nature of social media, that sort of thing. So it's just all these different conversation starters, um, just from this one, yeah, you know, <laughs> this one prompt. Hey post something that reminds me that that you know is connected thematically somehow to these two stories that we just read and that's it that's all i did i didn't spend hours coming up with a lesson plan or reviewing trailers or reading articles right you you know that you've gone down that rabbit hole before where you're just spending so many so much time looking for good things to bring into the classroom when you have this resource which is our students (laughs) there already and it's, it's great because you can play these really quick little trailers or little, uh, again, little scenes that they pick that are on YouTube, something like that. Um, <laughs> it might take some time to like make sure they're classroom appropriate. But be- this, is the thing, this is the interesting thing about the assignment. Because it was a discussion um, and, and the discussion is public, I, you know, it's just the relationship you have with your kids. Like I, I just trust my kids, um, you know. Is you know could they have posted something inappropriate that I played randomly? Sure, but you know I just because it's already public, it's like this your behavior online. This is that this is kind of the the message of everything we're talking about, right? Like your behavior in class is the same as your behavior in the online class. It's the same thing. Like you're not going to say anything outrageous. If you're not going to say anything outrageous in class, you're probably not going to post something outrageous online right so that's why i don't really worry about that kind of thing either way because my students know that this is just it's them it's this it's their behavior it doesn't matter if it's online or in person right um so it was a, a really sort of fun activity so if you like listening please uh give me a review uh wherever you get your podcast and thank you for listening